Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Locked on Lakers podcast for a Friday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky. Uh, plenty to talk about today. The Lakers lose on Thursday, 118 to 94. But the big news really was Anthony Davis, who left the game with what looked like an ankle injury and turned out to be a back injury. Uh, the Lakers did finally get some decent injury news because AD thinks, hopes, expects, plans. I believe plans was the word he used to play Friday night in Portland. It was a massive game. Uh, LeBron James, according to Shams of The Athletic, is going to be uh, back next week. He's aiming for a return either uh, against the Knicks on Tuesday or Houston on Wednesday. We'll talk about that in our second segment. And then, Andy, uh, the play-in tournament is looking much and much, much more like a thing that the Lakers might find themselves in. Are there any silver linings? Um, so we'll get into that before the end of the show in our third segment. Um, 118, like I said, 118 to 94 was the final score against the Clippers on Thursday. I do want to tell you uh, that today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. There wasn't anything you could learn from this game, you would agree, Andy, that is meaningful going forward like no i thought kyle kuzma summed it up really well after the game when he was asked that very question and in so many words say said that when you play a game uh with a roster that's entirely uh comprised of forwards and centers (laughs) and one point guard you're not going to look very good like that was basically his takeaway and kuzma is a smart enough player that i don't think he actually had to play in this game to know that like, I don't think this was something he actually learned from the yeah. game. <laughs> I, I think he actually knew it. This was at best. You remember, you remember like old and like on Nintendo when you could choose your lineups for, for the hockey game and you could choose the skinny guys, the fat guys, or the medium guys. Yeah. And like, like this was a game of all the fat guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, this if you was, need speed, it was not going to work for you. This was at best for Kuzma confirmation bias in terms yes. of a learning experience. Um, in reality, probably he, he didn't learn jack. No. Uh, Alex Caruso, if you didn't miss the news, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker didn't play uh, against the Clippers on Thursday at a calf injury, and he's not expected to play again. No, Portland, he is not. He is yet. out uh, against out. Portland. Well, I would say then that's not expected. Um, so he's out. So the Lakers are, regardless, uh, in the backcourt, are going to be shorthanded no matter what because uh, Dennis Schroeder's still out with the health and safety protocols. That's just how it's going to be for at least another week. Uh, plus, so that leaves Alex Caruso as your only point guard. Um, it's it's going to be a, a tough thing. We didn't learn anything really, like I said, about what this potential matchup could look like in the playoffs. What we did learn, Andy, the Clippers are good. Yeah, I mean, another thing you probably didn't need to be uh, to see this game to know, but if you haven't seen the Clippers in a little while, this was confirmation about what they could do because they shot the hell out of the ball in the first half and not in a way that was particularly out of character for them. No, I was going to say, I mean, as much as the Clippers have been at times up and down this season and they've had issues um, in fourth quarters, they've had issues defensively at times during this season, um, they, they've had issues at times uh, getting the offense that they want in terms of what they're actually doing out there. But the one thing they've been really good at all year is outside shooting. I mean, they, they've got a bunch of guys, like whether you're talking about uh, um, Luke Kennard or uh, 
Marquise, uh, excuse me, Marcus, Marcus Morris, who's having, I think, like a career year from behind the arc. Paul George has been really good. Kawhi Leonard's been the good. The entire team can shoot. It's, yeah. it's you know, and, the, the entire team can shoot. And and that we know, um, you know, they're still figuring out whether or not, you know, they're going to have Serge Ibaka and, you know, what his health is going to be like. But they are pretty much intact right now, and they look really good. Um, so... Yeah, the, the the Lakers, if they are going to see the Clippers, obviously are going to need to do it at full strength. And, you know, it was funny. Like, we, the first, AD played nine minutes, I think it was, against, Something the, like that, uh, yeah. against the Clippers. And the first, like, seven of them. Remember when he came back, my reaction to that game was watching Anthony Davis play is so incredibly uncomfortable and nerve-wracking. That was basically the first, like, he was on the floor, and then he tripped over Kyle Kuzma, and it's like, stop falling down. Please stop falling down. It's just, it's not good for anybody's mental health. And then, of course, how does he get hurt? He's watching a shot, and he's running backwards, and he runs into the scorer's table, tweaks an ankle, and so that's what we all thought. Like he's out with an ankle injury. That's bad. Turns out he had back spasms. Um, and I, 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 I guess so he, apropos, Brian. Yes. That given what this season has been, not just for the Lakers, but for the NBA as a whole, because we've talked about this before, it has been a really ragged, not particularly enjoyable regular season. No, it so has not. I, I thought it was very thematic and fitting that one of the league's biggest stars during what has been an incredibly injury-riddled season, there will be people who debate that you know it hasn't been worse whether, this right, year. Whether it's because but either of the, way, right? It, there's, there's been a lot. lot. There's been a yeah. lot of high-profile people injured. I thought it was very appropriate that you had one of the league's biggest stars getting hurt because he collided with a bunch of NBA signage. Yep. Like it felt, it felt really just appropriate with everything we're dealing with this year because the table that he hit at the time was showing like the NBA logo <laughs> and the NBA logo are... and like some like get out there and play well, exactly. message. It was just so, terrible. It, just, it was chef's kiss. It, it did perfect. seem, and he, AD said after the game, it's like that thing. And I was walking around warmups. It seemed like it was awfully close to the court and it kind of did. Like, I'm just like, you know, Anthony Davis run forward. I mean, I know you want to watch your shot. You backpedal in basketball. I get it. It's part of the, no, Anthony Davis just always needs to run forward. Like, look where you're going. Um, unless you have a backup camera, <laughs> you need something. Um, the, he he exp he says he's planning on playing on Friday uh, up in Portland, and it's you know it's going to depend on how he feels when he wakes up, and you know it may not be something that that we know the status of until the you know until sh you know they're not going to shoot around, but until warmups. But part of the reason, Andy, that he's not just going to sit out precautionary, whatever, whether it's because the ankle or the back is because that game in Portland, Davis said is the biggest game they played all year. Cause if they oh. lose that one, they are officially behind the blazers in the seven seed and are part of the play in. Yeah. It, this game could very well determine whether or not the Lakers end up in the play in game. I mean, because the Portland at that point, I believe would have the tiebreaker. Um, yes. And point, a game lead, I think. Right. And at that point, you start clawing from behind, doing this shorthanded, at least for a little while. You know, there's going to be at least a few more games where they don't have LeBron or Dennis Schroeder or at least one more without THT, um, as Kuzma, again, noted an all four or five team with a couple threes pretty much sucks. Yes. So th this is a massive game and having AD there. You know, th they are not going to be favored rightly in this game anyway, and the odds favor them 
not winning regardless. Right. But they they only have a fighting chance if AD is there. So yeah, and it, it, it's Portland, really important. And these guys know it's important. Yeah, for, for sure. And as much as, and we'll talk about the play and, and their attitudes around it and all that. But, you know, Portland had a stretch where they looked like they were really fading. Um, they've won four or five since the odds the Lakers could, you know, if, if Portland continues to play pretty well, the Lakers still have to play Phoenix. Uh, on Sundays, and then you turn around and play New York on Tuesday, which is not a, a cupcake game. I agree with you. If they don't win this game in Portland, you almost have to expect them uh, well, to I, be. I, in we're going to talk about that, this, yeah. but these guys are talking like they have resigned themselves to the idea that the play-in game is a very, very strong possibility, mm -hmm. and I think they are mentally preparing themselves for the idea of. We're going to have to do this. I don't right, mean so, that they're giving up them on themselves. No, 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 no. But it's it just it, this is a veteran team, and veteran teams know what's in front of them. Yeah, and 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 they know what it's in front of them for Friday night. Um, so one of the things that theoretically could keep them from from ending up there is when LeBron James ends up back on the floor. Uh, we got some news on that, uh, and we'll talk about it next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball's in full swing. You can track all of the action at Bet Online, all the sports action on the go that you could possibly want. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, your mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, contest information. Don't Sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. LeBron James, according to Sham Sharania of The Athletic and Stadium, is uh, aiming for a return, Andy, Tuesday against the Knicks or Wednesday in uh, against Houston, both of those games at Staples Center. Uh, to say the least, they could use him back in the lineup. If if they do lose against Portland, really the only chance they have to, to win enough games down the stretch to catch them and get back up into a six seed would be if LeBron is there. I mean, for starters, that is, I think we can all agree, kind of going to be a prerequisite for being a six is you got to get LeBron back sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, they, they're not going to start rounding into form, however much form you think they're capable of even rounding into at this point without having LeBron. I mean, beyond the fact that he is still the best player on this team, the entire offense is built around him running it. And I mean, we yeah. we've seen even when they were, you know, a championship team, they often struggle to generate offense without LeBron. Frankly, the offense sometimes gets stuck in the mud with LeBron. But without him, they they can't do the thing that they do best consistently, which is get out and transition you know, get really push pace. It is really difficult for them to do that without LeBron, particularly if you don't have Schroeder either. It just yeah, becomes so hard. The The part that's frightening, though, is, you know, look, and LeBron is literally invests millions into his body, into his well-being and all this other stuff. It's not that I don't think he, you know, understands where he is in, in his in his injury and all that stuff, but he came back the first time 
and said, like, the only way you know is to go out and play. I did my workouts. I did, you know, everything I could, and it felt okay. And then he gets out in, 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 in you know, a game and a half basically in, and he's got to go back and sit. I don't know if this is one of those things where you can figure out, like, you know, whether an extra day helps or doesn't hurt. Like, if he sat all the way up until the end of the regular season, I, I, I don't know if any of it matters. But if he tweaks it again and can't, like... It's just incredible. If you're a Lakers fan, if you're a member of the Lakers organization, if you're anybody on that team, the uncertainty around the ankle because he came back and had to go back to the sidelines, that to me is what makes this so dicey. Is that there's there's just a lot of unknowns going on here. I think even with LeBron, which is very unusual for him. Well, I mean, it's funny actually. Like we've reached a point now where you can no longer look at LeBron as this invincible force of nature suborg, which right. he has been treated as rightly and understandably for the majority of his career. I mean, I'd say the entirety of his right. career. He doesn't miss great. games. Like until right. that well, hamstring, like he, he almost never missed games right. until the hamstring, right? Until the, until the groin injury. Uh, I'm sorry. Or, groin, thank you. Groin injury during his first season with the Lakers. But what was interesting about that, and, and this was something that you and I talked about a lot when the Lakers actually signed LeBron, and I, and I wrote a few pieces about this for the Athletic at the time. And to put some perspective on it, these pieces I wrote were in 2018 about the idea of LeBron's minutes being unfathomable and unprecedented what was what he was doing at that stage of his career with that type of mileage and that type of responsibility there was no template for it there was no comparison like what he was doing was is and likely will remain singular and like to put this in a very unpleasant perspective you know kobe was somebody who also played at an exceptionally high level for a long time famously played a lot of minutes, famously stayed on the court through a lot of different stuff. When he, the point where he tore his Achilles and Kobe was never the same again, LeBron had actually logged something like three or 400 more minutes than Kobe at that point in his career in 2018. I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about in 2018, he had already passed Kobe's mileage. So the, I had I've always been very concerned with the idea, not that LeBron was necessarily falling apart, but that he could be more vulnerable. And you know, well, I, yeah, I mean, and it's interesting, you know. And thank you again. It's the groin, not not a hamstring, but like the groin injury, like another. If that was the problem again this year, like you know, Solomon Hill. Oh, I don't think it was an intentionally dirty play, but Solomon no. Hill undercuts him. He gets. That was unfortunate. That could have happened to him in year three. It could have happened to him in year 10. It could, you know, or whatever. But where where I do think what you're talking about probably makes a difference is just I don't think you heal as fast. That's what I, that's you, exactly right? what I'm talking about. Your, it's your like body, it's, it's not that he can't get hurt. It's that he doesn't, you know, you your don't body heal doesn't cooperate in the same way. Like right. all these guys. I just I didn't want I didn't want I didn't want like the impressions like, oh, he's getting hurt now because he's old. He's got the knowledge. No, I, no it's, it's more about the, well, how fast can you come back? Both. It's probably a little bit of both. But Could I think be. the recovery yeah. time is what truly. Right. Matters. And that's like, what's in, and that's what's important right now. The 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 thing though too, and like if if you were listening to the TNT broadcast on on Thursday night, you know Reggie Miller, who I like, you know, there's a you know a ton of of 
NBA Twitter fans, like all over broadcast crews this year. I like Reggie Miller. I like listening to him. He's grown he likes on me, the, actually. He likes the game. And as yep. I like listening at this point to any of these guys who seem to enjoy the players and enjoy the game. Yeah, Reggie Miller has grown on me a lot. Yeah. And so Reggie was talking about this, and I get it. I get where he's coming from. He's like, as long as LeBron is healthy in the playoffs, yeah, I'm kind of rolling with the Lakers because I've seen it and I don't. And I'm thinking to myself, I obviously I get where he's coming from. It's LeBron James. Like if LeBron is LeBron and AD is AD, and we don't know if either of those things are going to happen. Um, but if they are, uh, you know, and, and capable, then yeah, the Lakers are 100 title contenders. Like that's it was true at the beginning of the year. It's true now. But the part that I do think is is important here, though, too, is a healthy LeBron isn't the only thing that the Lakers need to win a title. It is the prerequisite for the Lakers to go win a title. Without that, they cannot. With that, they can. But all it doesn't make moot all the other stuff that, that they're going to be fighting in terms of continuity, in terms of just getting Schroeder back before whether the playoffs or the play-in. Um, all, that, all that stuff still matters. It just means they can't win if LeBron's not healthy. There's a lot. There's also just, man, even if LeBron comes back healthy and, you know, the, the extra time that he took off really mm -hmm. does make the difference. My God, there is a lot for that dude to put into place because I mean, they, yes. they're all they're They are counting on him to, to not just, you know, Elevate his play the way we've always seen him do it in the playoffs, 2011, notwithstanding. Mm -hmm. He's got, he has to put everything in these places that offset basically three months of total dysfunction. Like, and I don't mean like organizational dysfunction. No, I no, no. Like, like, like on the court. On yeah. the court, it has been, despite I think the best efforts of everybody involved. Totally dysfunctional through no fault of anybody. Uh, uh, the word that that Coos used the other day was disconnected. Yes. And, that's a, and I, this is something that Reggie said on the broadcast that I think he missed the point where he was talking about. Like, I worry when these guys were in the bubble together and you hear disconnected, like it, it's worrisome. But they're not disconnected because they're not getting along. They get no. along fine. They, they, you know, they the cohesion as a group is is great. They, you know, that's not the only impression I've gotten. Yeah, and. The 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 disconnect is because they've played like the same lineup three times this year. Let me ask you this though, before we get to the the play and stuff, um, you talk about the sort of LeBron, the amount that he's got to organize and got to do. the The center thing is obviously a massive talking point. We're still in it and all that. Given how little time they're going to have to work, you know, they might only have one, two, three games where they can try to play their starting lineup together, I guess even probably wouldn't even include Schroeder. If you're Vogel, do you consider going back to your early season starting lineup rather than trying to integrate Drummond with two games left before the playoffs start? Do you go back to Gasol just because it, it's going to be the easiest way for them to hit the ground running? I think you have to consider it. I, I, just, I, think, I literally just thought, like, was thinking that well, as I, we were I, talking about this. I sort of asked, I asked Frank Vogel about that, not 
as directly or specifically that question, but just the idea of weighing the pros and cons of mm -hmm. whatever you see that upside of Drummond and AD and eventually LeBron together versus the idea of practically speaking, you are up against the clock with what right. you're trying to do. And clearly Vogel still believes in that upside, but there, there may come a point where you just have to accept the reality and also mm -hmm. just accept what could end up easiest we'll see and, and, right and i just i i wanted to throw that out there because that, no, no, no. that would be one of the things that would make lebron's job easier is to not have to figure that stuff out on the fly um again friday night's game in portland could be the thing that determines whether or not the lakers are uh in in the top six or uh in that play-in as a seven there was some talk, perhaps, of some silver linings, Andy, to maybe being a seven as opposed to a six. Uh, we'll talk about how legit those might be next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. These bars, they are covered in 100% chocolate, soft, easy to chew. I'm not going to mention the bars out there that aren't easy to chew, my name, but y'all know which ones they are, and you don't like eating them. Built Bars, though, they taste great. They are healthy. They are great for health-conscious people, whether you're trying to lose weight, maintain weight, but still, you get a little bit of fun stuff to eat. Low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for keto diets, even more delicious than before. You got the 12 original flavors like raspberry, coconut almond, salted caramel, banana bread, six new flavors including cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, cookies and cream. They're perfect for someone like me who loves to just combine different tastes, stuff that maybe... You wouldn't think about, but then they end up tasting awesome. You never get bored eating the same thing over and over with Built Bars. You don't know what to get mom for Mother's Day? Send her a box of Built Bars. Keep mom healthy and happy. Go to BuiltBar.com. Yeah, and Filled yoked. with protein and yoked. Absolutely. <laughs> Make, you know, have mom looking like Angela Bassett and what's love got to do with it? Use the promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off your first order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. One of my favorite things that athletes do, Andy, is they find like whatever situation it is that they're in, they will kind of convince themselves often, or at least try to convince themselves that that is, you know, a totally cool position to be in. Like, that's fine. You know, you lose the first two games of a playoff series, that's fine. The playoffs don't start until, you know, somebody wins on the other team's home floor. Like all this, uh, it happens all the time. And so it's not terribly surprising that on uh, Thursday after the Lakers lose, when asked about it, guys were either like, you know, it is what it is, we're not thinking about it, or in the case of Anthony Davis, he did say, and uh, this actually reflects almost, you know, perfectly a, a text, you know, debate or uh, conversation we were having before. He's like, you know, we could use the extra games. If, if we end up in the play-in tournament, you know, the upside here is, like, we need games. We need guys on the floor playing together. So it might not be so bad for us to find ourselves in the play-in game um, because of that. I'm going to leave for the time being the, the other half of that quote out. <laughs> but are you buying what Anthony Davis is selling there, Andy? I'm buying that it's not complete BS. I mean, if you're asking me which is more ideal, getting an entire week to, I mean, A, getting an entire week off and B, knowing you're actually in the playoffs versus having right. to actually play your way in, 
practically speaking, it is better to just know you're in. It's better to be able to dictate your own pace for that week, have right. that time off with a team that's totally banged up. Right. That Which being, is why, by the way, Anthony Davis said, we don't want to be there. Right. Um, but right. that being said, though, mm -hmm. I don't think it's complete BS that these guys could actually see the benefit of playing a few extra games actually together because it sounds like, at best, they're going to have LeBron for four games before this theoretical either playoff or play-in game, one or the other. They're only going to have him for four games max, maybe three, maybe two. They will not have Schroeder for the majority, if any of them. This team mm -hmm. has been exceptionally rudderless during this period. Again, we've talked about largely through no fault of their own. You could say that Frank Vogel's been tinkering too much with the center question. You could talk about certain things like that. But the biggest issue they've had is guys not available, particularly somebody like LeBron, who everything is built around. You can't. Like, and I, I, you, when we were trying to figure out what, um, what we were going to talk about tonight, different segments and all that stuff, how, what, what topics we want to get into. I sent back a, a text to you, like I got some real problems with Frank Vogel's rotation tonight, and you were like, "Are you being facetious?" I was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> like there's just the, when you don't have AD and you don't have LeBron and you're missing a lot of ancillary players as well as they have through this whole stretch. Like you are experimenting by definition. Almost every lineup you put out is experimenting, and people get mad when your supporting cast doesn't suddenly be become a bunch of stars and you lose some games. But like, what the hell are these guys supposed to be doing right now? And, and look, just... as much as these guys could, you know, they're going to practice. It's not like they're going to, if they get in, if they end up the sixth seed, it's not like they are not going to practice at all during that week leading up to it. Because I mean, they need the practice. They cannot just kick uh, kick their feet up for a week. These these guys need to be doing some basketball. No banana together. boats. <laughs> but all of, all of them will say, that it's not the same thing practice versus actually doing this stuff in mm -hmm. games. And they have had precious little time to build, you know, forget, you know, playing at, you know, playing at their best heading into it. They've had little time just to play together. There is right, no, actually, I, I, the, there's the, a the, tangible yeah. benefit to this. I'm not saying it's the best case scenario. Right. I'm saying it is not without legitimate benefit. I don't think that is just you blowing sunshine up your own ass trying to convince yourself something's good. Right. And there's a difference between saying that's what we want. You're like, no, we're cool with it. Like, let's, let, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's tank some games and get ourselves there. And, and just saying like, okay, at least there's this because and this is why coaches don't want to call a game a must win until, you know, you're facing elimination or something, because if you call something a must win and then you lose, well, what do you do now? You've just lost. You just told me like I had to win this or we were screwed. Um, and so you need to be able to pull something positive about it. Like if this is the situation that you find yourself in, maybe it builds character, maybe it builds continuity, whatever it is. The other thing, and I and I I'm not totally sure I buy this argument really much at all, given how both of these teams are playing. There's certainly an argument to be made that. You know, especially now with the Clippers as a three seed, and I know both Law Murray and uh, Howard Beck, when we talked to him this week and, and late last, said that the Lakers would be better off playing the Clippers early rather than late. But you could still make an argument the Lakers would be better off playing either Phoenix or Utah instead of the Clippers in round one anyway. 
Like there, there is an argument to be made, Andy, that they get a better draw, a more winnable draw in the opening round if your choices are the Clippers or those other two teams. Well, if you're thinking about this in terms of pure matchups, I think you can yes. definitely make that argument, particularly against a team like Phoenix. Mm-hmm. That it, I think Phoenix has been legitimately good this year. Like they, they have earned the status that they have right now. Beyond Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, there is like no playoff experience on this team at all. And, you know, a guy like Devin Booker has been in the league long enough that I don't think he's going to be just completely overwhelmed by the situation that he's in. But it's still different. And it, this is still something that collectively this group has not experienced together. Right. DeAndre, that, is DeAndre Ayton, who's been much, I mean, his numbers aren't eye popping this no, year. But he's been, but he's been good. The this qual- year. Right. If you actually watch him play, he's been really good. But is he kind of ready for the playoff kind of thing? Like, there's, it is really rare for a team to do it in their first season, even when they're led by a guy like CP, who, by the way, has his own playoff baggage. So it's not like, he comes in with six rings and he's LeBron leading a young group or something like that. Um, you know, people are going to be questioning Chris Paul. Um, and then Utah, as good as they've been, and I don't think they, I mean, they've got the best record in the NBA and I really don't think they they get the credit they deserve for that. Point differential is massive, uh, easily the best in the league by a ton. Um, that isn't necessarily a great matchup for them in terms of, AD being able to theoretically take uh, Gobert away from the hoop, who's going to guard LeBron on the wing? Like, there's some things that you just don't like if you're Utah against the Lakers. So there is that too. I mean, it's I, not, ironically, ironically, yeah. especially if the Lakers got a couple extra games in the play-in. That's so, right. So they were actually starting to hit a bit more of a groove and could maybe capitalize on their theoretical strengths in that. Uh, potential mismatch against Utah because, you know, Utah, it would be weird to say that you want the number one seed. But none, nonetheless, though, I these are all the things that the Lakers are going to have to, in some ways, try to convince themselves are positives. Yeah. But also, too, I think in certain ways could be potential positives. Yeah. I, I, I Last thing on this before we go, I think Phoenix – I feel like they're young and stupid, and they're they're to some degree. I they obviously want to get as much experience as they possibly can this year. There there is a bit of a found money feeling to these guys right now, where if they did lose in the first round, nobody's going to crush it. It's still a great. It's a great and, and promising season for them. I feel like Phoenix as a two, if the Lakers finished at the seven, would be like. F yeah, bring it on. Let's let's take the champs now. Let's do it. Let's get we're playing great. Let's do this. I feel like Utah would talk about how they love the challenge and relish it and this and that. But given how much they've complained this year and like we're, you know, all this. I wonder though, in the back of their minds, if they'd just be like, God damn it. Like all this work, look at how good we were over the course of the year. And this is our reward. We get the Bleeping Lakers and LeBron and AD in the first round. Everybody I, except I, everybody except I, Clarkson, who's going to be excited to be back in LA, and he'll have right. his DMs open. 
and our boss is probably like, let's let's go do this. I don't know. Maybe we should we be bagging on the jazz? What are the rules about that? Mm. To find out. I don't know. Or, uh, you know what? We'll find out maybe <laughs> when we start doing some shows with David Locke. That's right. Um, previewing the first round of the Lakers versus the Jazz. Um, all right. So uh, we'll be back on Monday and Man Alive. There will be a lot to talk about there. Remind uh, do want to remind everyone. Yeah, uh, Friday. Join us uh, at noon Pacific on Locker Room. Uh, you join in that room. We'll be talking a lot about the playing game, I'm sure, about AD, about LeBron, uh, taking all of the questions that you want to throw at us. So that's, again, noon Pacific on Locker Room on Friday. And then subscribe to the podcast. Uh, send us emails at Brothers uh, at gmail.com, on our Twitter handle at CamBrothers, and you can leave uh, comments and questions on our show page on iTunes. So if lots of ways us, to get, get a hold of us. give us a five-star rating, and crush us in the comment. We'll still read the comment as long yep. as you give us the five star rating. Conversely, yep. you could say really, really nice things about us. If you give us a two or one, there's no chance you will ever hear yep. your name. If mentioned you crush on the show. us in the, if you if you crush us, if you give us a one star rating, a five star rating, and crush us in the comments, but it's all about how bad Andy is, I'll read it twice. Whatever, I don't care. Yeah, yeah I want the five stars, man. Algorithms. That's right. <laughs> what kind of rhythms? algorithms. <laughs> um, all right. We'll see everybody Monday.